1: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. I'm happy to be joined uh, by the main crew. It's Bailey. How are you doing mate? You good?
2: I'm all good TC. How are you?
1: Very good mate. Very good. Can't complain after a win that's for sure. Chris, how are you my friend?
0: Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you TC. Hope you're both doing okay. Hope everyone tuning in is doing all right. and yeah, much better after yesterday.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Uh, A game that threatens to uh, (laughs) cause us some problems and very, very nearly did, Bailey. But getting a win at West Ham is never something to turn your nose up, to be honest. I mean, you know, we've, we've gone there and had a decent record, a very, very decent record, in fact, of winning at West Ham. But a lot of teams, especially in the last couple of seasons, certainly haven't. So how important was that win yesterday?
2: Oh yeah, it was crucial. I think it was very important, especially because Tottenham literally wiped the floor of Leicester. Literally, just before that, I think it really did show the mentality of the team, and it probably knocked Spurs back a little bit as well, because they must have been thinking, "Yes, we've got the win back in fourth place," and then Arsenal suddenly shut them down. You'd be lying if they would be lying if they said it didn't annoy them or knock them down a little bit. So I think mentality-wise and and the game of of psychological effects, Arsenal really did. Um, Put an impact and stamp their marker on things for the top four race. I think that was the biggest thing of all, of course. People were saying before again that West Ham should be easy because they have the European feature on Thursday. But no, the fact that they were at risk of losing three games on the bounce, which they did now, it's a really, it's a massive, it uh, takes a massive toll on their momentum. So I think David Moyes really wanted to win the game. You could see from the lineup he selected, from the substitutions he brought in, Antonio, example, bringing Antonio, for example, showed that Moyes really did want to. Want to get a result to, to stop the bad momentum that West Ham are currently on. So it was a really big win for the boys, of course. No Ben White and Thomas Party. That's our spine that's mm. been affected, heavily affected there. So the fact that, again, we were able to overcome that and still get the win away from home, a tough away ground as well, is really testament to, to how we, we've we really shored up and our uh, focus on, on our target.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had to grind it out. And to be honest, I think you look back at, Chris, at the last three performances against Chelsea, Man United, and and West Ham now, they're, they're not games that you would say Arsenal dominated or created bucket loads of chances, but they're games in which we've done what we've needed to do, which is obviously pick up the win, um, but also stifle, I feel, our opponents. You know, West Ham's goal was their... I know there was a couple of opportunities where holding, put a good block, etc. But at the same time, I never felt truly under pressure or truly worried by any of, you know, United, West Ham and Chelsea. There was a, was a period, I suppose, in the United game where, they, you know, they were pressing. Um, and after we got the third goal, it certainly dampened things down. The Chelsea game, you know, we, we had pretty much control of the game throughout Chelsea. We stifled them. We made it really difficult for them to try and, and get anything from that game besides maybe just a point, but obviously got the game away from them in the end. What is it, do you think, about this team? Do you think there's something about Arteta that he's trying to get us to play in kind of a stubborn fashion? Or is this just a coincidence of maybe not playing at the absolute maximum of our abilities?
0: Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could look at it in both ways, really, and, and say it's, it's down to both both points you make there. But I mean, obviously, Arteta after the game yesterday said we, we we won ugly, and when you are, as you explained, then you know when you are pushing for a top four place, and when you're playing against tough opposition, whether that's home or away, maybe you've got players that are missing, you've not got your your best squad available. Um, you're under a bit of pressure. Sometimes you're not going to play at your best because you're feeling that pressure. You're feeling the absentees um, that that are sort of missing from the squad. And um, unfortunately, obviously, we've had a, a few of them over the last few weeks. Uh, but you've just got to go out there, do what do what you can, and, and do absolutely everything to get the three points. And we've we've done that against Chelsea United and then obviously West Ham yesterday. Again, maybe not at our best in certain uh, points, and certain moments of those games. But we, we, we got we got it over the line and that's all that matters. And, um, you know, sometimes, like I say, when, you know, you're, you're pushing for that fourth spot and there's so much up for grabs, you, you take anything at the end of the day, as, as long as you're getting those three points. So um, I, I think it's a side Arteta's actually had to add to this Arsenal team, because there's been moments, not just this season, but certainly over the last few years when we've maybe been a bit too soft. We haven't been aggressive enough. We haven't shown enough fight and passion, um, enough grit uh, during matches to, to actually get the job done. But I think we've, we've seen that improve over, over the last year or so, especially this season. And I think the matches against Chelsea United and West Ham yesterday proved that. There's still... Gaps there that need filling. There's still things that need to be fixed. There's no question of that. I mean, you look back at the Palace, Brighton, Southampton games. I was saying this to to Bailey and Umar yesterday after the, after the game. You you just think of how the position we could be in at the minute and how different the picture could be looking if only we'd managed to get points against them. You know and that's a bit of a disappointment. Absolutely. Um. So you know their their games, their performances. There are moments where we've still got to, to look to, to improve on. Absolutely. And th- th- there's no doubt that there's still things there to be improved on. But yeah, I- I've been impressed with the, you know, just the um, the grit and determination shown by the players over the last few weeks and just how dug they've had um, to have, how deep, sorry, they've had to um, dig. So, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy, obviously, that we got the three points yesterday. We That was all that mattered. Um, but yeah, no, I think, obviously, if we do want to guarantee or at least, you know, try and get close to guaranteeing that, that top four spot, then there's still little things that need tweaking and improving on. Um, uh, because some days, you know, if West Ham, for example, United uh, last week, you know, there was patches where they were very close to scoring the equaliser and obviously Bruno Fernandes missed the penalty. I think on another day, Um they could have got back into the game, as could have Chelsea um, mm. the other week, because we didn't. We weren't really taking our chances at times. Um, there'll be games, I'm sure, coming up. You know, where th- there will be teams that are taking their chances and they get a bit more luck. Uh, um, and Maybe you know, there's scenarios where Arsenal aren't as switched on at the back. So we've got to be sure that you know we 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 um, we, we we're sort of you know solid on that front. But um, yeah, I mean. We've won the last three games. You can't ask more than that, can you, really?
1: No, no, absolutely. Maximum points is always what we were going for, and we've achieved it. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Make sure you've dropped a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so, of course, already. Good morning to Triple A. Hope you're doing good, mate. Peter joining us from Malawi. Four points for the next two, or seven from the next three, should. Be enough for Arsenal, fingers crossed. Wilson says, good morning, everybody. Uh, Stevie says, hello, hello. In the chat box, Harvey saying hello as well. Hopeful, uh, a great name. Um, I'm hoping that's where we can be towards the end of this season. It's hopeful about our ambitions. Um, And Harvey's asking, do you guys think we need another left back since Tierney is so injury prone? Tavares Bailey was probably the standout concern um, for me in yesterday's game. The number of misplaced passes was so for sure. I feel like if Tierney was on the bench and this was Forrest, Arteta might have hooked him. And I feel like the reason why... And I was basically calling for Cedric to come on, you know, and to either switch Tommy Asu's left or put Cedric on the left. I feel like the reason why he didn't was because Tommy Asu's fitness, as we know, wasn't fully there. Um, and obviously, he eventually did bring Tommy Asu off. And so he felt as though he couldn't really do that. That said, I feel like... There was an opportunity maybe to put Saka at left back if we needed to and bring Pepe on. But my goodness, he was uh he's a concern, I think it's fair to say.
2: Yeah, it's a big concern. It's a blessing in disguise he didn't bring Cedric on. Because I was calling for the same thing. I was like, come on, just bring my Cedric now. I'm not a big mm. fan of Cedric either, but please just take Tavares off because mm. it wasn't like Tavares misplaced passes was in okay places, it was in our own area where every time we didn't misplace a pass, West Ham would suddenly get. Momentum for me, and the, and the attack was created. I remember in the first half, Jared Bowen, Rasmus Olms got sent off as a result of Tavares' bad, bad passing. He was really destroying us, and really, uh, that was probably our biggest threat to to concede no And Tavares was mis, misplaced in a pass, so it mm-hmm. was worrying. But what makes me laugh about Tavares is he'll give away the ball, and then the next minute he's bombing down the wing and looking like a major threat <laughs> going forward. So it's just like you don't know yeah. what you're gonna get from him. But as a left back, we can't have that type of player. Um, it's too risky. It's not good for it's not good enough for a solid defence. I think maybe in a wing back in a big wing back role so he would definitely it uh, suit the team more, suit the position more. But as a left back, it's risky and I think it is necessary to bring in a left back in the summer because if you're playing Champions League, Tierney's fitness is not trustworthy and you can't have Tavares playing against the best teams in Europe. Can't be done.
1: No, I'm just looking at his stats um, from the game on Y Scout. He had a 77% pass uh, completion. Um, he lost the ball ten times during the game. Four of those were in his own half uh, as well, which is, you know, very worrying. Um, and I think that look, we know that this kid's got potential. We know that it's there. I just that the the more I watch him the more I feel as though Arteta is just going to go, no, if we want to go to that level of being in the Champions League, I feel like... And, you know, we're seeing links with players like uh, uh, Aaron Hickey, uh, I think it is, from Bologna um, as well. And I think those kind of links give you a bit of an indication that maybe... Tavares, time at Arsenal under Arteta may may come to an end earlier than maybe many expected, but he didn't cost us much. So it's not like Arsenal have invested a lot of money into him to say that we have to then try and get the best from him. Um, Chris, however, one player that despite the fact we've lost, you know, Partey's been out um, and we've tried Lokonga, it's not necessarily worked. Mohamed Elneny again, alongside Xhaka. What what a performance performance from him and he's just been so critical to us in these last three matches and what he's brought in terms of stability a calming influence he still frustrates me at times when he won't go forwards with his passing you know the amount of times i feel like a forward pass is on and he just you know swivels and plays it backwards or sideways it's always frustrating however it still does keep us in control of the ball rather than maybe trying and overplaying it but you know his presence has just been so important as we're trying to push towards this fourth place
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just on that last point you made there about his forward passing, but I think that sort of epitomises the player he is. He's he's, a, he's safe, isn't he? You know, he's reliable. He ensures we keep control of the ball um, in the centre of the park. And, yeah, I mean, I've always, there's always been something about him when I've, whenever I've watched him play, um, uh, especially over the last couple of seasons. I think he's improved a lot. Obviously, he went out on loan in Turkey as well. I think that helped him. Um, but there's yeah there's always been something about him that I've liked and something to his game that I think you know he, he sort of brings us something um a bit different to to our to our sort of play style and the way we operate in midfield um but yeah most of all composure and energy you know that's what he offers more than anything I think and that, that obviously we're, we're heading in such a crucial stage of the season I've had some really big games obviously he played against Chelsea, played against United, played against West Ham yesterday. Three crucial games, three big wins, and um, yeah, he's been a really calm and composed figure uh, throughout. So um, credit where credit's due. I think, like you, T C, these you know, there's, there's been frustrations with him when you do watch him play sometimes, and it, he hasn't found much consistency, obviously, with his game time, and obviously that that, that never helps. It's never ideal for any player who's trying to. You know, look to to impress and and play well. Um, you need that that consistency. You need those minutes under your belt. I think the was the 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 win at Chelsea. I'm sure that was just his second Premier League start all season. And I think you know to come in away at Stamford Bridge in a big game. Obviously, we just lost three games on the bounce as well. And <clears throat> in, in your second start of the season, uh, or second league start, was um, you know, he performed like that It was brilliant. So. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong, in my opinion, or barely put a foot wrong over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think he'll certainly stay there, you know, b- between now and the end of the season. I, there's no real reason to, to take him out. Um, he's playing really well alongside Granite, who, again, is, is also doing really well at the minute. So, as your boys know, I'm a firm believer in not, not changing much when things are working well. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously four games left um, and we're in good form. Al Nani, for example, and a lot of those players are, are performing well at the minute. So mm. uh, keep him in there, and I'm sure he'll keep doing a job for us because um, he's certainly proven that he can he can do that over the last couple of weeks. And he's reliable, and he will bring some calmness, some composure in in those moments of, of need. And and um, yeah, we're going to need heads like that in the squad over the next few weeks. So yeah, long might continue.
1: Absolutely. Um, We currently sit, Bailey, two points ahead of Spurs in fourth place. Um, Four games remain between now and the end of the season. Uh, One of those, of course, is the North London derby. But we remain two points ahead of a Spurs team that, of course, when Antonio Conte took over, were two points behind us. Um, And you fast forward this amount of time forwards, and we've still maintained that gap with these games remaining. They've still got to go to Liverpool um, as well, whereas Arsenal's games, of course, include Spurs and then play three well, former, in terms of Newcastle, relegation candidates in in Newcastle, Everton and Leeds United. So, when you consider the fact that Arsenal this season missed Granit Xhaka for much of the first half of the campaign because of that knee injury, I think Takahiro Tomiyasu has 15 or 16 starts for Arsenal this season, which kind of tells you how much he's missed and how much he's not in, been involved. That Cedric's been playing a lot. Um, especially during the second half of this season that we've missed Thomas Partey for the last five, six, six games, so five games, of course, because he played against Palace. Um, tierney has been out for these past six games. Uh, we've lost, you know, players in the January window that we've talked about at length about whether or not we should have let them go. We didn't bring anyone in in January. Spurs brought in Kulisewski and, and Benton Corr, and, of course, moved out players that they need to move out. But you would have to say that the fact that you look at this squad, which by average is the youngest in the Premier League, to not only be in a top four race, but leading it, what does that say about, you know, the the, the accomplishment at this point?
2: It's, it's a big overachievement. I've said that uh, from the start. If we get top four, I, at the start of the season, I'd never envis- envisage us anywhere near to the top four. I thought top six, that's okay. But the fact that we're, in the top four, have the advantage with a few games left. It's amazing. I think I'd, I'd have bit your hand off at the start of the season to be in this position currently. And this it's major prop starter And it's also a reason why I uh, tell has managed to last of the season and why Tottenham have had two managers because they've been underperforming. So it is really a really a positive for us. and I think we should take a lot of positivity pos- positivity from that. I think even now if we don't make the top four, we've confirmed European League yesterday. So I think next season we can really like wash off our knees and go again. Um because at the moment, it's looking like it's going to go down to the wire. And I don't think, I think we'll be unlucky to miss out Now I think we've done everything in our power to to make it. As you said, TC, we've got a young squad. The young squad means inexperienced. The young squad also means up and down games. And we've had exactly that. So it's been expected how, how, how we are, have sometimes dropped off a little bit. But it hasn't been expected how well we've actually done, how well we've managed to maintain consistency at times during the season. So it's major props to Arteta, I'd say
1: hmm Chris what do you agree on this one do you think that it's a case of Arsenal have overachieved this season I don't think it's
0: I don't know if I don't know if the the word overachieved is what I would associate with it because you know all right we've you know we've we've not been there at the top over the last couple of years we've not been competing with the best around but we're still Arsenal football club and um you know with the history that we have with Finance, finances that we have, the 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 fan base, the, the players, sort of at our disposal as well. We should be competing, you know, for top four. There's no doubt about that. Um, okay, the quality hasn't quite been there over the last couple of seasons, and hence why we've seen this change in transfer strategy. We've tried to improve the recruitment process, and I think that has been seen certainly from last summer, anyway. Um, obviously, we couldn't judge it again in January because nothing happened. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing which route the club takes again this summer. Um, I'm excited because I think, you know, obviously some of the names are being linked with Gabriel Jesus, for example, would be a top, top signing for us, um, which can help us take us to the next level. I, I don't think he will solely take us to the next level, but certainly, you know, you complement him with a couple more top quality signings and we're certainly moving in the right, the right direction. So, top four, if if that is achieved this season, we're, we're back where we belong. You know, that's, that's, mm. we're back competing in a spot which we should have been competing for for the last few years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, I wouldn't say it's an overachievement. It's certainly a big achievement considering, you know, we've got the youngest squad in the Premier League. We've, we've been struggling massively over the last couple of years. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've still got that frog in my throat. It's not going to wait. So, yeah, it, it will be a big achievement for us. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's an overachievement because we've got to remember we're still Arsenal Football Club. We've got a lot of quality at our disposal. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're a huge club. Um, if, 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 if top four isn't secured, we've still got, as, as Bailey said, we've still got Europa League now. That's confirmed. Again, it's still... Seen it should still be seen as an achievement in itself obviously not where we want to be champions league is the ultimate aim that's all, that's all where we want us to be there's no doubt about that that's the um that's the dream but um considering obviously we haven't been in europe um recently um again considering we've got the youngest team in the premier league there's been a lot of changes in in recent months um it's still a, right, a step in the right direction and again we're, we're back in europe we'll have european football back which which again is, was the ultimate aim this season. Yeah. So all eyes have still got to be on the Champions League, TC, absolutely, no doubt about that. But um, I, I think you can't really sit there and say that there hasn't been any progress this season.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, actually, you bring up about that because it is now impossible for Arsenal to finish outside of the, the top six, um, which happens, as we say, four games before the end of, of, the, of the league season. We know that we want to be in the Champions League, but not only, as I say, with all of those mitigating circumstances with injuries, um, you know, with, with the issues to, to key players across the season, um, the fact that we didn't bring in players, which isn't, you know, an excuse, it's it's uh, a failing that, in my opinion, we didn't strengthen in January. And we've done it in spite of that, not, you know, because of that. But the fact that we are in this position and that we've ca- guaranteed ourselves at least uh, Europa League football with still these games remaining is is big. Um, And I think especially the criticism, I think, of of Arteta across the season at certain points has been, you know, overblown. I don't think it was, you know, after five nil loss at the Etihad three games in. And I certainly was a person that was considering the fact that maybe Mikel Arteta was not the the person who would be leading us towards our ambitions of, of Champions League football. But I think he's turned that around. And he's certainly proven that point of view at the time wrong, entirely, entirely wrong. And that, you know, he was right to be given a second chance after the Villarreal defeat last season, which I think for a lot of people was a bit of a cut off point uh, in terms of Arteta. And they felt that, you know, that we've another eighth place finish, another failure in the Europa League. Are we going in the right direction? You know, we're signing players like William, Cedric, Pablo Marie. Yes, there's some positive signs of Partey and Gabriel, but 2021's summer window was was excellent. And I think that there's excitement about this summer transfer window. Even if, say, a uh, worst-case scenario now is that we don't get Champions League. That's a nice thing to say. Is the worst thing that can happen to us this season is we don't get Champions League football. That's that's the worst thing that can happen to us now, um, is that the summer is still going to be very, very interesting uh, and what we can do. I think it's exciting. I think it's interesting. I think previous windows can be described, described as interesting ahead of them. This window is exciting um, to see what Arsenal do, to see the the ambition that's there to see what we want to achieve, the words coming out from Edu, the words coming out from Arteta seem prepared and positive and ambitious about what we want to do. And I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, next season can't soon can't start soon enough for me. Pre season can't start soon enough for me. Um, But what we'll start before that is the transfer window, and you can believe that we'll be covering plenty of it um, on the channel across the summer and getting you all the insight feasible on all of our transfer targets as and when they do come around. I'm going to finish today's show with a prediction. Bailey, will we get top four? Yes. Chris? Yeah chat box let us know and in the comment section as well if you think we will get top four this season for me i think it could be done at the tottenham hotspur stadium which would be a hell of a brilliant thing um sorry lee but it would be (laughs) absolutely Fantastic day uh, for us Arsenal fans if that is indeed what is achievable and what can be done. I, I tell you, um, Emma, uh, who's our Tottenham writer at Football London, we've done our predictions like te- eight, four games ago and 10 games ago. And we're going to have to keep changing them because they've all been wrong. I mean, they've all been absolutely uh, awfully predicted because this season has just thrown us twists and turns that you never would have believed. Um, rest says yes. Femi says yes. Uh, Martin reckons that we'll draw the Northern Derby, but still. Yes, Zana doesn't believe that Jamie O'Hara thinks that we will. Oh, that's actually one thing I wanted to talk about briefly before we, we go anywhere. Bailey, why is there such an obsession about us celebrating? Well, where does it come from?
2: Chris Sutton, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think they're just so jealous. Like, not used to seeing Arsenal celebrate and be happy and, and achieve good things. It's in the social media era, the banter era of Arsenal, we've just been in the doom and gloom club, but now suddenly. I think they're starting to feel threatened that we're starting to step on people's toes and they know we're actually coming up and we're and we're strong and now the jealousy is just seething through from everybody and it's just it's wonderful to see. I like it. Keep doing it, guys, keep doing it. Because you're just showing that if you're complaining about us continuing to celebrate, that means we're continuing to win. So
0: carry on, please.
1: Yeah, Chris, I mean surely it's a motivation for us now. It's grown into something that should buoy us forwards, not drag us down.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think I think Chris Sutton, hear me out here. I think he did have a bit of a point because Norwich only got relegated on Saturday. It's probably a bit too soon for him, you know. He's probably still a bit a bit upset, bless him. So, um, you know, don't worry. Don't worry, Chris. Um, I'm sure Norwich will be back up again. Um, he obviously hasn't done a lot of celebrating himself this season. So, you know, I, I can understand it. But, um, yeah, I don't care. Simple as that
1: great stuff um I can't wait to see if we can end up celebrating top four this season because if we're celebrating wins like we are imagine what it's gonna look like celebrating top four it's gonna be something special uh that is for sure thank you everybody for tuning in um it's been a genuine pleasure it always is to join you Bailey thank you so much for, it's always a pleasure
2: thank you TC open boss parade if we get a top four guys maybe
1: let's <laughs> not go over the top <laughs> Chris thank you my friend always a pleasure
0: Cheers, CC. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks, Bailey. And thanks to everyone tuning in this morning. Hope everyone has a great day.
1: Absolutely. We will see you uh, tomorrow morning again at 10am. I'm sure that you can see plenty more uh, content coming out on the channel uh, as well. I think uh, a transfer discussion show is going to have to be instilled uh, sometime, very time soon to discuss what we would want from a summer window with top four such a real possibility. Now, we will see you uh, very soon. And as always, keep following us down. The Arsenal way.